This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, yes! my friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How the hell are you doing? I'm Chuck. I am godless. And this is your weekly examination of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. This week brought to you by Creative Live. Make sure that you are checking out our friends at Creative Live. Why? Because they're awesome, first off. But if you want to learn how to record music, check out our friends over there because uh, they, they can hook you up in classes in engineering, mixing, mastering, taught by your favorite artists. Converge, Periphery, Dillinger. Head over to creativelive.com slash audio. Learn more. Watch free previews. Get better. Be awesome. Dude, dude. When I was when I was like a teenager, I had this buddy. His name was Stefan. Stefan had an indoor pool in his house, right? Nice. And I would we would go over to his house and be like, dude, how how do you avoid like not spending all your time inside your freaking indoor pool? Because it's like Michigan, so it's cold all the time, right? And he's like, he's like, actually, I don't think I've been in the pool for like a year, you know. And I was like, that that's insane. That's totally insane. And so I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about St- Stefan, right, and how he completely blew an awesome opportunity to enjoy his childhood by not getting in his indoor pool, right? And that is what it's like when Creative Live is sitting there. On your computer, you can have access to it right now, and if you don't use it, you are just as dumb as Stefan and the freaking indoor pool in the house, man. Take advantage of Creative Live. It's there. It's for you. Just log in and learn something. It's Creative Live is like having an indoor pool right there inside your house. So That's like, what I'm saying. So it makes you a better person. Get your friends. It will get you an indoor swimming pool. No, that's not. I don't think that's not the takeaway there. Uh, Creative Live is an indoor swimming okay, pool. Okay, don't man. be stupid. Creative Live. All right, kick ass. <laughs> Uh, make sure you're subscribed yeah, to this don't podcast. Don't get depressed, and it's going to save yeah. the healthcare industry. Remember? Yeah, right. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, I forgot about that one too. Yeah, all right, kick ass. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever the hell you get your podcast. Make sure you get it there uh, because that way it comes right to your device and you don't have to worry about uh, hunting it down. But if you do want to hunt it down, every single Monday we post it at MetalSucks.net. That's where you can find us. You can also uh, yeah, find us on social media. I am at Bearded Ape. I am at Godless Speaks and Godless Speaks on Facebook. So hook with us, hook up with us somewhere, maybe even Instagram at Chuck and Godless or our Patreon if you would like to support us. We would appreciate that. Thank you to to all of our early adopters uh, patreon.com slash chuck and godless if you want to dig us up there or chuckandgodless.com this episode we are going to have one of um, probably one of the most serious interviews we've had in a long time uh, brace yourselves get the tissues yeah I would have to say that this is one of those things I feel sort of weird about it but at the same time I kind of feel good about it inside you know what i mean like it i don't know i think it's good we talked to anthony from after the burial and of course there is an elephant in the room with after the burial and their new record that uh, that just came out which i think what hit 50 on the billboard chart or something like that so that's like yep, a yep. you know badass and it's a great record it really is uh, but really we get the chance to uh get anthony to to open up and talk about what's going on with the band uh and a lot of a lot of really really great stuff i mean i was yeah, the, their rhythm guitarist kind of uh he got extremely this is a year ago he got extremely uh what do you call it uh, uh, uh paranoid and to the point where uh, you know a couple weeks later he was found dead underneath a bridge assuming that he probably jumped yeah and it's nobody it's, knows I exactly mean, what happened and it's one of the saddest things ever yeah and it's and and what's crazy is is that you know like we don't we don't pry too much about that because you know we're all we're all saddened about justin Lowe, but there's but, nothing to know but and and really we know that he's gone and that's like the the, the one thing that we know we want to know about how the band is carrying on so we get the chance to talk to them and 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 how this process has been for those guys and what that's looked like for them so it's it's a very very 
in-depth interview that I I wound up you know shedding a couple of tears during this thing too. So it's kind of strange. We're also going to talk about baby metal because uh, they're back in the news again with a new song. Yay! <laughs> okay, maybe it's not just about baby metal. It's about some you know it, this is their second album, second I guess real album. Uh, they I think they had some EPs or whatever. What does this look like and what does it mean? Because this new song is completely different for, uh, from Baby Metal. So we're going to talk about that in the back half of the show. I also got South by Southwest. It's coming up. I just posted my, uh, shows for some, my metal shows for South by Southwest. Oh, which is only relevant for like, you know, anybody who's coming into town that week or whatever. But, yes. uh, I've got it posted. So what I, I, cause Metal Sucks does it too. They, they make a post and I'm, I, you know, I try to beat them to the punch so I can get a couple of, you know, extra like point zero 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 three cents on Google ads or whatever. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. It's really just kind of about aggregating it. My fans for my radio show here in Austin, they kind of use it as their go to because I try to put everything up there. But, you know, Metal Sucks got a showcase, man. And uh, we got some cool stuff that's coming. Dude, Blackground Initiate is coming this year. Score the extortionist like, in Aona. I know. Crow, oh. Well, Crowbar's back. I'm uh, you know, whatever you think about Crowbar. I love Crowbar. Uh, we got Tooth Grinder, Monuments, Conan, uh, Aona Expander, Lord Dying, all on the Metal Sucks uh, showcase. Mortis. Yeah, there's like so many. Kill Switch was announced, the Roadrunner yeah. showcase with uh, Power Trip, and I think who else? Uh, Wild Thrones on that one. I mean, it's this a, is a different yeah. thing for me. I love South by Southwest, but I'm used to being like, like just getting in the car and driving down, or getting in the car, getting on the train, and yeah. going down. It's this is the first time where I gotta. You're one of those get people. on a bus. You're one of the on usurpers who comes to town and is like, "Hey, I want to move there." Wait, no, you moved from here, asshole. <laughs> yes, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's uh, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be different for me. So so like I. I like reached out to you a couple months ago yeah. and was like, Hey, look, I'm coming in, you know, it's, uh, you know, sort of like that, that, you know, any place that I might be able to crash, you know, cause you know, I'm not thinking nothing, but Hey, you know, you're a buddy. Maybe you got a little, you know, a couch somewhere or something. And, and if, you know, you did the, the ideal thing. You're like, screw you. <laughs> Let me see if I know somebody <laughs> well, I cause, can cause turn you over to. I sort of like you, but my <laughs> wife hates you. So, I mean, you know, yes. we just gotta, yeah, <laughs> deal with that, you know, and then, and we know how that goes. Sorry, that wins out of everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> but no, I mean, my buddy's got a my buddy's got a bigger house than I do. So you know, it's like which yeah, that's I was like totally into it, and then I get the email, and the email is, uh, hey, I think I got an airbed that it, I can put in the studio for you. And I don't know, I'm not going to say how old I am, but I'm going to say that I am too old to sleep on an airbed. I, oh, I just can't come do it. Come on, anymore. really? Oh, dude, it's not it's that just, bad. An airbed's actually fine. I mean, what do you no. think his fucking sleep number bed is, dude? It's just an airbed with a fucking pad over the top of it. D- dude, I am Tempur-Pedic all the way. Oh, I'm not God. doing no sleep number bed. Screw that. Tempur-Pedic, because I, I value my health. I value my back. I value a good night's sleep. It's going to be just bring a, a third fucking, of my day. Dude, just bring a yoga mat and throw it down for that matter. If you want a Tempur-Pedic, it doesn't matter. Do you know how much so it would cost hard? me to bring a yoga mat flying from overseas <laughs> well that's not a carry-on no it's not a carry-on <laughs> <laughs> i mean shit but, dude yeah so it's like i need somewhere soft i don't need something plastic i need i it, you know and i'm not saying i i need the red carpet rolled out or anything but you know i live in fear because i've experienced it of you know getting on first of all getting home super late at night being totally exhausted and instead of being able to just crash out instead i'm giving my freaking bed a blowjob just so i can get enough air in it so that way i can sleep on it and then and then when i wake up in the morning all the air flew out of some hole somewhere who knows where it is because the thing was bought at walmart what was the last and, time you slept on an air bag air mattress dude I mean, like, uh, really, last, what, what was the last time? This past year. This past year, I think. Uh, was this, like, in, the 1799 version of the air mattress? Because, like, you know, modern air mattresses have, like, you know, uh, pressure gauges and fucking built-in fans and all that shit. Like, it's not well, you can, it's you not can like let you pump your it up with your foot anymore. I'm a very polite guest. I don't ask my host how much they paid for the bed that they were willing to supply. <laughs> I just don't do that. 
I'm just saying that that the the technology has like come to a different level now than it used to be. It's not like you know, it's not like just a shitty balloon that's shaped kind of like a mattress. You know, they actually have they're a little bit better An than they used to be. Air mattress is a balloon. That's it's it's just there. You can't get away from it. That's what it is. Says the guy You're who's sleeping looking for a place a to sleep a week and a half before South by Southwest. I think at this I, point, that's why I asked you months ago, dude, and I told you. I told him when. Yes. And when did you email? When did you send an email? Nah, I never. I never did. Ah, bah, 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 bah. Ah, there yeah. you go. I mean, that's nope. the thing is that you when you're trying to you know figure out what you're gonna do a week and a half before you do something. That that's nah, not. Now I got to see if I can find a plan B. I think that my sister in law likes me even less than your wife. Does, so <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna roll. <laughs> uh, I was like, don't you? You still have relatives here, don't you? Have like family here? You got, that's no, 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 no. Mm. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, except for my brother. That's what I'm saying. My brother and sister in law. That's it. You know, and and like I said, sister in law don't like me. So well, I, I don't. I'm not sure what. Uh, uh, what 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 the next plan is? I'm sure there's like, you know, it's Austin. So as long as it ain't raining like it did last year, you know, there's a bench for me somewhere. You That's know? true. I you just uh, use the convention center. You know, you just sleep in yeah. there. It'd be fine. And I, and during South by, I think that's totally acceptable. You know, totally they, acceptable. it'll just be like an art installation or something. You just got to wear like bold <laughs> colors, and you'll be fine. So the YMCA yeah. is walking distance. You know, <laughs> well, you know, take a shower in the in the urinal and all that stuff. You'll you'll be totally fine. I I I, I predict uh, you will be you'll be able to figure it out because finding a hotel a, at this point, yeah, good luck. It, it's a life lesson when somebody says to you, "Hey, you know, tell me what you think." Don't tell them what you think because then they won't put you up when South by Southwest happens. That's how this works. Wait a minute. Wait. What are you talking about? What did I miss here? Oh, you didn't miss nothing, but that you know, like that's how it, that's how it works. Oh, you as know? far like, as like, uh, oh, you pissing uh, pissing everybody I off piss around you. Off. Okay, yeah, 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 you yeah know, that's that, true. Please be honest. Please be honest. Here's the honesty. Whoa, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> you know, I had the, I had this conversation with somebody the other day at a show. Um, it was another local band. He's like, okay, so what do you think of our new blah blah blah? I was like, well, I was like, which answer do you want? I was like, do you want the truth or do you want me to blow some smoke up your ass and this and that? And he's like, well, I don't want you to blow smoke up my ass. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, I don't know if you can handle the truth. I mean, I was like, do you want the truth and what I really think? Or I was like, I have to ask, and I had to ask that question three times, especially and this is standing in front of somebody. I can't do this over email either because, yeah. you know, the email totally, totally ruthless. Uh, it always seems right when you write it down, but then, but saying it to somebody, I got to ask the question three times. Like, do you really want to know the truth? You know, and then I can break it down for them and tell them what I think. But dude, it still does not guarantee that people aren't butthurt. You know, it happens all the time, all the time. If I were rich and good looking, I think I could be honest and everything would be cool, but. I don't have either of those things going on. <laughs> totally right. Yeah, because you could totally be like a damn Blazarian or something if you were, uh, if you had the money. It's like, yeah, I can fly my private jet wherever I want. So fuck everybody else. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not so much. I got to be, uh, you know, kind of, kind of nice to people and things. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah and I'm trying. I'm trying. Like I. I've I got, don't. Th- like, it's not about, dude. It's not about dude, being nice. It's about the, planning after ahead. After the burial, after the burial, there is a dozen jokes like ready to go like but i'm trying to be a nicer guy i I mean the jokes are just so i can cope with the stress of the this you know awful incident that happened to them but i you know it's okay i'm gonna suffer so that everybody else can be cool and that's that's my plan and but you know i'm just saying that i i think everybody'd feel better if i told my jokes but i'm not telling any of my jokes i'm keeping them all Locked up inside because that because you know that not everybody deals with grief and or stress by making fun of people. Exactly, it's not exactly. how it works. Some people I'm trying to be. I'm being empathetic here, which is kind of impressive. I have to say, this is how you've turned over a new. It's taken us almost three years in this podcast, and finally. You're being empathetic. I love it. It's great. This is a new thing. Yeah. There, it, 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 there's no way it lasts, though. I mean, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the new download numbers to come in. And when they when uh, they do, I forget this new leaf, man. I was going to say, you, ba- you. <laughs> you barely made it through this interview. I'll, I know that for sure. There were a couple of times where I'm like, oh, fuck, we're screwed. All right. <laughs> well, let's, let's get into this interview. Oh, dude, this is, oh, man. I don't know. I have, I will, I will do this with no comment. Anthony Nonomaso from After the Burial on the Metal Sucks Podcast.
Yeah, how's it going, man? Hey, what's up, dude? It's Chuck and Godless from the Metal Sucks Podcast, bro. How you doing? Oh, doing well, doing well, man. Good to talk to you. Yeah, you too. I just missed your call. I tried to answer it, and then uh, and then I pushed the button too late, and then I tried to call back, and some someone answered the phone, and they were like, hello? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our number, we, we spoof our number here at the station, so it looks like some weird massage parlor or something that pops up there, so you never know what you're going to hear when it pops back. So. Uh, okay. Anthony, Anthony, we got to apologize before we get started, because, uh-huh. like... Like Chuck and I are talking, like and 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 like every interview that you're doing, you got to talk about Justin. And we, I'm sure you're sick. To, I mean, all respect in the world, the memory, you know, blah blah blah. But you, you, at this point, you got to be sick to talking about him. But like, if we were to do a podcast and that wasn't what we ended up talking about, I mean, I think we would get like we we would get lynched by our our listeners. You know what I mean? You know, man, I I understand, and I'm. It's like I expect it, so it's like I'm not like I'm like oh how dare you or anything like that. It's just it is what it is. You know, people are curious, people want to know, and um, so it's it's obviously it's a big it's a big subject, and I know it's going to come up a lot in these interviews, and it has uh, every single interview it's come, yeah. come up. So um, I'm not a, I'm not offended by it. You know, people want to know, so it's, it's cool with me, man. You know, as long as it's you know like obviously I'm not going to go into anything like super personal about him or anything yeah, out of the respect for him and his family. But, you know, as long as it's like, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't mind get, getting the questions at all. You know, it must get like emotionally challenging to do like any interview, but when you know that it's a topic like that, you, it, I mean, do you got to like take a breath? Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, there's been a few times where like, you know, people have come up and like, you know, and they just like, it's like well, the other night, you know, we, we played in at the Gramercy and, uh, you know, it's sold out and the place is packed and, and, uh, we we're getting ready to play a song. And I, you know, I kind of spoke about Justin a little bit and like what we went through to finish this album. These kids pull this sign up and it says, Justin would be proud. It's this huge sign. And it's like, you know, it's about, you know, it expands like 10 to 11 people across. I could, it's like, I'd be like, playing and i'm like telling myself don't look at the sign don't look at the sign you know because it's just it's just super you know it's just chills. Yeah, right. it's like highs and lows so i mean do yeah. you do you feel that way i mean do you feel like do you i mean because obviously it sounds, sounds like your fans be- believe that and are there for you in this in that respect do you feel like this is the right thing to do and carry on i mean i or, or i mean you wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't right Right, yeah, you know, and that's something we struggled with for a while, you know, like, we're like, is this the right thing to do? Are we going to keep doing this? Should we keep going forward? And um, we didn't know. We're like, you know, we thought about starting a whole new band and just being like, you know, maybe this this is supposed to be the end for us. And, you know, like, maybe, every, I don't know if I truly believe everything happens for a reason, but maybe we were kind of thinking, like, maybe this is, like, the so- a sign for us to stop. And, uh you know, maybe it's rain its course, and after a while of sitting on it and, like, letting the dust settle, we kind of just thought, like, you know, I love playing music with you guys. So, you know, we just yeah, I, decided to when you're, keep going. Yeah. When you're like, yeah, dude, Justin would be proud. I picture you guys in the studio going, man, Justin would totally have hated this part. Well, Justin, send us a <laughs> sign, man. Send us a sign if you don't want us to do this part. I don't get a sign, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he'd be stoked. I think, um, you know, I know that if, you know, something were to happen to me, I wouldn't want the guys to stop playing music. You know, I don't, I don't want any, I wouldn't want anyone to, to mourn over me for that long. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. carry on and live and be happy because that's like, you know, there's no point in holding on to like that sort of heaviness. Like, like don't carry that around with you because it's not going to do anything good for you. Just try to be happy and live your life because that's all we got. That's all we can do. The first thing that popped into my mind is, you know, how you guys are coping. You know, because I mean, I hear a lot of people asking about what what the situation was, all that, all those, de- you know, those details. I don't really. I mean, that's that's on the side. To me, it's you guys and how you guys feel moving forward you know emotionally and coping with all that stuff because i know you know i've lost friends before and i know what that's like and then to be able to kind of walk in those same shoes and do and you know that's you know how hard has that been for you guys um you know it's been a challenge um 
you know, we just just last night, uh, just last night, I thought I saw him. You know, so it's weird. You know, it's just one of those weird things. Yeah. And whoever is out there who looks just like Justin, you need to stop going to the After the Burial shows, please. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. You know, it, it, and things like that, you know, it just kind of throws you off a little bit because you're used to seeing them around. Yeah. So. How much putting this this new record out is is closure? You know, I mean, is this is this like a, a cap on some of this on some of this for you guys? Does this tear open old scars? I mean, which is it for you? You know, I don't know. It's like a, I don't know. It's like a little bit of both, maybe. Like yeah. just the fact that we were able to finish it and go and uh, work through it and and uh, get it done. It's just I, I, I maybe want to say it's closure, but I think there's also a part of us that just because of the way it happened, how it happened. There's there's no answer. We never got a real answer. We never knew what really happened. So it's like, you know, we're forever going to be like, you know, what the hell? What what what, what happened? You know, like we're never going to get that for sure answer. It's like, you know, my uh, when I was 21, my one of my best friends was murdered and they never found out who killed them. And it's just like that, you know, you never get that closure of like who killed them or like why, you know, it's just like, um, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, so it's like, I think, I think it is in a sense, but it, it isn't, you know, at the same time, yeah. you know, like obviously getting the record done was like a huge journey for us and, and like very hard, but you know, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's always gonna, I don't think it'll ever, we'll ever fully find closure. And I, I feel like maybe his family would feel the same way. Yeah, something that you can't, you just can't outrun it. Right, yeah. you know, because we never, we never got to speak with him, you know, we never got to, you know, there wasn't any, like, you know, there wasn't anything. Like, I never, I tried to call him, couldn't get a hold of him, you know, we all tried. It was just like, I couldn't, you know, we were just completely devastated. Yeah, from the outside, it just seemed like everything happened so slowly, but yet so fast at the same time, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like, <clears throat> sorry, I got like a, a little cough going on. I've had it since this yeah. tour started. But uh, yeah, me, we me didn't, too. you know, it's like, uh, it, you know, we didn't even expect, like, I mean, obviously no one expected any of this to happen. So, you know, we just took it as like, oh, uh, you know, he's, he's stressed out. He needs to go home for a little bit. You know, like it was never, it, nothing was ever final. Like, this whole, the whole thing when like, you know, when he finally did, when he did pass away, like everyone said X after the burial member and to us, we were just like, what do you mean X member? Like he was never an um, X member. He was always a member. He was just, you know, stressed out and going through something. Like we never got to speak to him. You know, it wasn't like, it was like, he didn't, he didn't like tell any of us he was quitting. He didn't, you know, so it was just like, yeah. you know, it was very abrupt for us. There was a, a a guy I was listening to earlier today who was talking about like something completely different, like entrepreneurialism or something like that. And he had this great line that had me thinking. He, he said, your eyes only see and your ears only hear what your brain is looking for. And it made me wonder if like after this kind of experience that you end up getting like hypersensitive about just what you're talking about. Like, hey, we just thought, you know kind of doing his own thing now is it like every time when the girlfriend goes yeah i'm gonna be out uh, a little late tonight you're like whoa 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 <laughs> you know what does that mean you know is this heavy do you get that kind of reaction out of that yeah i think um you know i'm 32 years old and i think now um you know like i've had so much tragedy happen throughout my life that I think now, like, I'm starting, you know, I'm, I don't know if it's just because I'm at that age where I'm starting to really think about, like, my mortality a lot lately. But, yeah, it's definitely something that concerns me a lot, you know, with any friends, you know. Like, I think about just us driving on the road, like, how easy it could just end, you know. And it's just, like, the, like what happened with the ghost inside, you yeah. know. Those guys, you know, like, that's that's 
terrifying and it's just so scary that you know that's this is life and it's 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 crazy and and it's like and it kind of makes you think like man i like carpe diem sort of thing you know like gotta just live like maybe it is your last or you know or or just really really try if if you want to get something done because there's only so much time and we never know when that time's over see i would imagine some people are like i'm quitting smoking and then other people are like, I'm going to take up motorbike riding. You know, there's like, two, you're not going to yeah, like two, just continue the way you're going. It's you know? one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's like, yeah, if you do one or the other, it's not really going to make a difference. It's like, yeah, I say carpe diem, but at the same time, it's like, well, it's like, okay, well, I want to go travel more. Or it's like, someone's like, well, you know, I want to meditate more or something like that. And it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just, it's a sign for some people to like be a better version of themselves maybe. And that's what I've, I've just been trying to do ever since, you know? Right. And I would hope that would be like the major takeaway is like, okay, if there's anything else, it's like, be cool to other people, you know, <laughs> like that's like the biggest takeaway living day to day, but also, you know, like be kind to the people that are around you, man. And, and, and hold on to them as close as you can for as long as you can. Cause that's like, what's important. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And do you feel do you feel like the rest of you guys have come together in that way, like even closer now than you ever have been? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. You know, like especially when we were, you know, Dan Trent and I were in, in the studio tracking this album, and it was like they didn't tell me what. So you know, I got to the studio later. Um, they got there, and you know, since I'm the you know the singer, I don't have to like. I, I didn't have to be there like right away because they're going to be doing a lot of stuff that just didn't involve me. And I'd just be sitting around picking my nose, you know, not really yeah. caring about anything. And, uh, <clears throat> so I got there a couple of days after they did. And the day that I got there is the day Justin left. So I never even saw Justin. And, uh, I pulled up to the studio and Dan's like, all right, we got to talk. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, oh, and he got kind of quiet. And I was like, they really ki- I was like, they're not going to kick me out of the band like this. That's weird. You know, <laughs> I was like thinking like, what's going on? This, you know, they told me what happened, that Justin wasn't doing well. And he went home and, and uh, you know, we weren't doing that well as a band, you know, like we were, uh, you know, we felt like maybe we were getting the short end of the stick um, as far as offers and submissions for tours and like we felt like we were getting overlooked and and it wasn't easy for us you know dan and trent were there and they looked at me and they're you know dan was like so uh this is what's going on and we want to know what you want to do what do you want to do and i looked at them and i was like are you are you guys down and they're like yeah i think let's let's write a fucking record and Dan was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. I'm so happy you said that. You know, he's, like, relieved. <laughs> and, um, you know, we had each other's backs. And I think that was, like, a big thing. You know, like, that was, like, a big um, a big sign, like, a change for, you know, our band. Like, we always have, but I think right there, when, the, like, the tough got going, you know, like, we, we got tough and, and stayed stayed together and, and did it together. And I think it's because of that, you know, it's kind of like you have that, like, you realize you have someone you can lean on and count on. And I think that's huge. Yeah. Those are some of the toughest things they can try any, any friendship, let alone just a, a working relationship as well. You know, I mean, well, that, you think right. about like when, a, when parents lose a kid, like, like statistically, like 80% of the time or something, they end up getting divorced because the, you know, the dad reacts different to the way the mom reacts. And I would imagine within a, a band dynamic, you've got four different ways of reacting to your friend passing. And, and when those are different, that can bring up all sorts of hostilities. Yeah, definitely. You know, like we were quiet for a while, you know, like, you know, we let some of the guys, you know, deal with it their own way. And, you know, like some of it, like, and it's, it was hard because, you know, the show must go on at the same time. So we're like sitting here mourning the, the death of our, one of our best friends and, you know, we're still getting calls from the label and like, which was, they were incredibly supportive throughout this whole thing. Our, even our manager, like everyone, they just were like super sympathetic. They said whatever we wanted to do, they would support us 100%, you know, but it's like, you know, we would still have to take those calls and get on the phone every once in a while and, and try to like, you know, separate our emotions and, 
which is incredibly hard to do because, you know, you, you just lost like a family member, you know, and it's just like, yeah, it's it was, like, it a, was, uh, it's gotta be like a game of asshole chicken. Who's going to be the asshole that says, Hey guys, we got to get it back to work first, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and so it was tough, you know, like some guys, like we all, like us, like you said, like everyone deals with it in their own way. So, um, and, it, and, and I've lost a lot of people in my life and, I mean, probably not as much as some other people, but, you know, I lost my mom, one of my best friends, and, I, you know, a couple of really good friends along the way, you know, Mitch from Suicide, and, and um, you know, we've lost a bunch of people, and and if any, you know, no matter what, it's never easy. It's never easy. And it doesn't, any time it happens, it doesn't get easier. You're not like, oh, I've, I've dealt with death, you know, like six times before, so this time I'm a little seasoned. No, it's never, it's never that. It's always just a crushing defeat and it just sucks. I've always been one of those that buries myself in the work, you know, just like pile as much on. Let me just not, let me keep my mind off of it and I'll, I'll worry about it later. And that's totally uh, like, that's a hard way to be sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then you just postpone it. You know, it's like, Oh, it's going to catch up with me sooner or later. Have you guys been able to, I mean, it sounds like you've kind of processed this a little bit as a band. Like personally, have you guys, you know, been talking to people and, and been moving forward? Do you feel so, do you guys feel solid emotionally and everything? Yeah, you know, um, first tour back was rough. You know, uh, I think it, it was it was definitely weird. You know, and then I it still is it's still weird getting up there on stage without them. You know, it's like yeah. like I said, I thought I saw him the other night, and it's like you know you you you're so used to seeing him walking around uh, when you're back there and. And so it's you know it's a different dynamic. Once situation. again, not helping schlep gear, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just uh, I think we're good. You know, we've talked and just you know like like you know hey, you guys doing okay? You know, like are you, are you okay? And it's like yeah, you know, it's just like it's. I feel like we're all on the same page together emotionally. I think like we're all like the this the, the togetherness of our band. Um. I think is stronger than ever because of it. You know, we, we communicate, we're very, everyone's just, everything's really peaceful on tour more than it's ever have, has been. Do you guys get to like pull a Metallica when you do sign on a rhythm guitarist? So you guys get to haze him for years and years and years? See, we've talked about that too. And I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll ever replace them. I think we're just going to stay as a four piece and uh, okay. just continue on like that. But um, we talked about it for a second and we were just like, nah, you know, it's just like a kind of like a feeding thought and, and we've been doing it as a four piece now on this on these last two tours, and it's working well. Trent is, you know, he's he's very 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 capable of carrying everything, and uh, he's been doing a hell of a job doing it. And yeah, I think we're just going to stay like this. It's crazy to think how many people are really are rooting for you guys, man. I mean, like you, you got to know that you got to feel that love, right? Right. Yeah, and it's it is insane. It's uh. It's beautiful. It's overwhelming, you know. And it's like, it's, I think, I I think it's such a great thing because you see that no matter what, you, there there is like this strength in this scene, um, you know, this music industry, and like not just not just for metal bands, but you know, like all sorts of bands. Like you know, there's other, you know, like there's no separation. There's no none of those like invisible like divides that we put up oh like you're in a hardcore band you're in a metal band or you're in a, a pop punk band it's like everyone's supporting uh, everybody it's like the same thing with ha that you know having with the ghosts inside look at how many people came together just to donate money to help them it was all sorts of bands all sorts of genres and all sorts of people and it wasn't just uh just them it was fans all over everyone felt you know everyone felt for them and uh we did too you know I'm, I'm i'm rooting for those guys we we talk about them a few times on you know this tour already we're just rooting for them 100 percent, and i'm sure they're doing the same for us well i think the one thing you know we all know we know the dangers of of you know being on the road as far as the you know wrecking your van and things like that that uh that that can happen you know just at random out there but I think what this has also sort of helped to do is put a little bit of a spotlight on mental health and some of the things that are that we've all kind of struggled with through the years, but some afraid to talk about. And I think this has been kind of 
an opportunity for a lot of people to really get some of that off of their chest as, as far as in the scene is concerned. And that's kind of been a cool result if there can be any positive takeaway. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. You know, some, you know, it's, hopefully it's, it's given some people like, you know, sort of a voice to, you know, to speak up and, 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 um, reach out to someone because I think that's what a lot of people end up doing is they're, they're too embarrassed they're too shy to talk about it we had no idea you know we had no idea Justin never spoke to us about any anything anything that was going on and and uh I wish he would have because you he would I would have been there for him it wouldn't even have been a thought it wouldn't even have been like a decision it would just been automatic you know like uh, you know and it's just yeah, it's just, just I don't know, man. It's just one of those crazy things. Like, I hope, I hope that it it does, you know, like help people along the way. And and I think that anyone that's going through any sort of hard time, uh, whether it be mental health or just something in their life, like you know, we all have our own pathways and. Uh, we learn, we, we go through hard times, you know, in ours and, and, uh, we can maybe help someone along the way with theirs, you know, like, don't give up, you know, like I, I've gone through it, you know, I've had, I've had some, you know, stuff happen in my life where, you know, it was really hard for me, you know, like I thought about really bad shit before and, and, and now like I've learned a lot from it, you know, and I feel like I can help someone along the way you know, so to speak, and and in the turn, they could help someone along the way, and then that person can help someone along the way. It's like, you know, we can be guides for anyone else, so to speak. By bad shit, by bad shit you don't mean you meant you wanted to strangle your bassist, right? No, no, never, never like that. You know, just like, you know, just like dealing with depression, you know, yeah. like it, I think everyone goes through that, you know, and there's just so much good. Like I feel, I feel like some people forget to find the beauty in life, you know, like, and I'm, I've been guilty of it too. You know, we, we overlook like, you know, even like this right now, we're having a conversation and, and I enjoy it, you know, and like I meet people on the road and I have conversations with them and I enjoy that conversation. I enjoy like, we overlook like the feeling of like, you know, that warm breeze blowing against your skin or like the way the sun looks, you know, the sunset, how the sunset looks or just like eat, enjoying good food with your friends or that like stupid, you know, late night laugh where you guys just cracking up hysterically. I feel like we overlook too many small things and just focus on the bad. And I just wish it was, you know, and it's hard to see that when you, when you're feeling the way sometimes you can feel sometimes if that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. Yeah. And see, I almost feel like I go through the, the thing where I don't want to feel the lows. So therefore, if I also mute the highs and just try to stay steady, it'll be okay. And okay is good at all times, you know, and that, that isn't healthy way to look at it either. Right. Yeah. You know, I've, and I'm, you know, I've been called a pessimist my whole life. <clears throat> one of my best friends, he's just like, Oh, cause you're a pessy. You know, he just calls me a pessimist like all the time. And I've always, because I think I've always just never wanted to get too excited about things because I've been so always been let down in my life for a long time, and I, and it's not a healthy way of living because it starts to be you start to have like this negative outlook on life, and it's not it's not good. And um, if one if one person I can thank for oh, kind of opening my eyes to that is my girlfriend. You know, she's like really opened my mind towards that. You know, like looking at all the the great things, and and I never you know like. Besides all the tragedy, I've never been happier, you know, with the, the way I've been living so far. That's good. That's awesome. Well, so, you know, sometimes it takes somebody that can uh, hold a mirror up to you, you know, and show you, hey, by the way, you're you're kind of awesome, you know, and yeah. not everybody can do that. Right. So I hadn't realized you guys were in the studio when all this went down. So is, Justin's recordings are on the new album. I'm transitioning um, here for you. It's called a segue. <laughs> no, yeah, it's all right. Um, <laughs> so Justin, we I think they were in the studio for four days, maybe five days before I got there. They hadn't tracked anything yet, and when Justin left, uh-huh. so unfortunately Justin never got the track on the album. Uh, Trent had to carry take all take over everything. Um, we used like we we had you know there was like a big they had 
tons of files in our Dropbox, and there's still like hundreds of files in our Dropbox full of like demos and riffs and this and that. And it was like, um, so you know, we, some of Justin's stuff is is on the record. You can hear it. You know, there's like uh, Laurentian Ghost is something that he uh, that intro is his. He played that all the time when we would line check. Um, I loved it too because it would always like I'm a late riser, so I'd get into the venue. And because uh, I always drive at night, so, you know, I get in the venue late and he'd start playing that. And it was like this really peaceful, soothing, like uh, time to wake up sort of thing, you know, like and uh, so, like, you know, obviously Trent can, you know, knows how to play. They know how what to play. Uh, they can play each other's riffs. So Trent tracked everything. And um, but a lot Justin stuff did make the record, but he wasn't he was not able to track on the record. It's gonna be like a Tupac situation. You guys are gonna have like demos and stuff you can put out for years. Yeah, we have tons of stuff. It's uh, oh, cool. That's one fortunate thing. Like you know, like Dave, man. There's like riffs that are so old, and they're like, oh, I wrote that. And they were like, you know, Justin be like, I wrote that in like 2007. You know, like sort of thing. You know, just like <laughs> laughing about it. You know, like. Um, there's all sorts of, you know, like all the riffs have funny nicknames too, you know, so it's like all these like silly riffs, you know, and like even there's riffs in our Dropbox that have like, Justin would always do like, he'd throw in like some hip hop in there, like just like the silliest shit, you know, and that's kind of where that like horn came from. In <laughs> I was goes. just thinking like, too, I was like that horn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, they Trent and Justin used to have that little app on their phone and it was like that that same horn you just like push it like blah, 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 and they would like do that you know while we're just all hanging out backstage and stuff just like while they were having some drinks and it was just like this joke and that's that's where that came from it's just you know just fun forget people forget that we also yeah. like to have fun you know and he's totally haunting this album then you know that's what it sounds like yeah i mean yeah it's definitely um it's definitely present on the album and the whole thing like the whole um uh, you know, title of the album, Dig Deep, you know, it's like, it's everything we have, we went through, everything we went through, um, with losing Justin and, um, and just as where we were as a band, you know, we were already at our, I felt like kind of at our wits end before we even tracked that record. And, and, uh, even I remember, you know, we were getting tour offers and we were so frustrated with what we were getting because not that we feel like we, we, are owed anything but you know we felt like we it was like are we you know are we on our way out you know sort of thing and and uh and it was just a really it was already going to be a hard record to do and then that just made it even you know worse and uh yeah it's just i feel like everything just kind of is fitting you know with the title and, and what it means to us what that what the record means to us and what it means to justin you know like uh, you know like like I, like I said, you know, I, I really do hope Justin would be proud, and I, I think he would. I really do. I'm, I actually think he would too. This record is it's a step up for you guys. It really is, and and I think you've done a great job with it, to say the least. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, it still seems to have that, like you said, that little that sense of humor that you guys have, but also you're 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 moving in a more technical direction and other stuff. And the and and yeah, I think it's a it shows a lot of growth from you guys, which is really awesome. Thanks. I Especially it, in yeah. the midst of like all this other shit, it's like that's that's what's even crazier. It's like holy crap, you guys, how did? Yeah, bravo <laughs> to say yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I, like I said, I think it was just the support we had with each other, and like, man, you know, I remember being in the studio and and, and you know just being like, you know, talking to my girlfriend, which she's my girlfriend, but she's more than that, you know. Like this is the girl I'm gonna marry, and, and uh. I remember talking to her and, and uh, just being like, I can't, you know, this, this is, I never want to do this again. You know, after, after it being done, like I, I was like, I never want to do this again. Like I told her that, she, you know, I was so frustrated and just like, we were working so hard and it was just like such a brutal grind and Trent's, you know, doing 12 hours of just tracking guitars. Like he's waking up at 10 in the morning, eating cereal, getting into the, uh, into the room, tracking and then it's two in the morning and he's still in, he finishes tracking. He goes and lays down and goes to sleep. I'm, you know, and at the meantime, Dan's tracking drums. I'm in the vocal room doing vocals and hurting my voice, trying all these weird things. I'm getting pissed off. You know, I'm just frustrated. You know, we're just, it was such a frustrating, hard record to do. And, uh, yeah, I just remember being like, I never want to do this again, you know, but 
obviously so that's we, just my my emotions speaking for me yeah which dude in the band gets to be best man oh you know what man i've been thinking about that a lot lately and it's like one of my best friends i was the best man at his wedding so he's obviously going to take that but it's like man i i have so many like really really close friends and I, and you know my girlfriend we talked about it and she's like well she's like i just think you should just have all of them she's like you know i'll have like four or five girls and then you should just have like 10 or 12 guys and then after they could walk out with the girls the guys will just walk out together and i started laughing i was like all right maybe we'll do that you know yeah, renting rent a tux ain't that expensive. You've got to buy a bridesmaid's dress. That's where it starts racking up the money, you know. Right, right. I don't know. Hangover 3 wasn't so, wasn't so great, but Hangover 4, cast entirely by After the Burial, I tune in for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely be entertaining. Well, dude, it's been great talking to you, man. Uh, you guys are you guys are coming to my, my town here, I guess, this weekend, uh, so I'm going to catch you in Austin on Sunday. Uh, so I'll, I'll 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 come give you a big hug. You know, while watch out for a big bearded guy who comes up and gives you a bear hug. It'll be uh, kind of scary at first, but then it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, did uh, we got you set up for everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, all good, all good there, man. So looking forward to the Sumerian tour that's going on right now, and then uh, dig deep is out now. So congratulations, man! Congra- huge congratulations. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it.
Growing up doesn't mean you need to outgrow heavy metal. And now for discerning metalheads everywhere, there's a podcast just for you. Metal Brainiac is the smartest half hour in heavy metal. There's no beer or bro talk, and we leave Satan at the door as we dive into serious conversations with top metal artists. We dig into the creative process and explore the challenges of expression when people can't make out the lyrics. I'm Matt Pikin, the host of Metal Brainiac, and you can find us every week on iTunes and wherever you find your favorite podcasts and also at MetalBrainiac.com.
Metal Sucks Podcast brought to you this week by Creative Live. You want to learn how to record music? I know you do. Check out our friends over at Creative Live. They've got classes on everything from mixing, mastering, engineering, taught by your favorite artists and some of our great friends like E.L. Levy, uh, Converge, Periphery, Dillinger, Escape Plan. Head over to creativelive.com slash audio to learn more and watch free previews right now. Get yourself an education. Uh, new music right there from Baby Metal. Uh, we find that if we put anything Baby Metal anywhere near anything, suddenly we've got 50 more Japanese fans. It's crazy. It just happens all of a sudden. <laughs> so we had to play the new Baby Metal called Karate on uh, the Metal Sucks podcast. And I would have to say that this is not what I expected from a new Baby Metal song. And What? Really? Well. <laughs> what, what, what did you expect? Well, I, I expected what I got on the last record. I expected something a little heavier than this than, and not as mainstream sounding. Uh, I mean, I guess it sort of makes sense in a way, but for me, I what I really I liked the last record, right? I actually kind of enjoyed it yeah. because it was so... We agreed on that. Yeah, yeah. you know, because the, the juxtaposition of the cute little girls with the cute little voices and the aggressiveness of the music that was uh, underneath it just made for something that was utterly entertaining and pretty awesome. And I feel like this one, the new one, it's a good song, but I feel like it's lightened up the music a little bit and taken the edge off. So it a little bit, yeah. It, Man. So now I you could you could actually put this on their morning Saturday show. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm starting to feel creepier than than I did before for some reason. Maybe because they, there's no and your wife won't let me sleep in your house. <laughs> like that. Well, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, you listen to the song, too. You know what I'm talking about. I feel creepy. It feels kind of dirty and weird. I didn't feel creeped out about it at all. In fact, I, I mean, you talk about expectations. The only expectations that defied for me was I was expecting they had to have a new set of girls. Cause, True. You know, yeah, yeah. I we, thought they would. We speculated be, about that, too, how that's going to, in another two to, two to five years, you know, they're going to yeah. have to change them out. Uh, and, and there might be some value in changing them out sooner rather than later so that everybody gets used to this is the idea. It's going to be a new set of girls every freaking album, you know? Yeah, that, I, I wonder if they're going to wind up doing it like every two or every, you know, something like that. Because it seems like they're going to have to or else, you know, they're just going to grow up because uh, you can't you can't have a 30-year-old girl dressed like that. and be Well, actually, that would be kind of hot. But, but or, they're, they're, or the, you know, it just ends up that the, the, the girls actually mature in their vocal deliveries and, and, and all changes. that sort of thing and they, yeah and they are actually contributing to the you know baby metal creatively in a real significant way yeah that could make it even more awesome i mean who knows well i'm looking at it from uh the and i'm also kind of thinking about this in two different ways because we played after the burial before that of course uh and their career like i was not a huge fan of them when they first started but every single album for them i felt has gotten better so you know like they keep working towards so, you know, it just keeps going up and up and up and up. And there's a lot of bands that uh, have that trajectory or at least the bands, you know, with a with a good career, you know, that is moving somewhere. I feel like they have an upward tra- trajectory as far as musically when they from when they start to where they are now. Right. You know, so Forging a Future Self was a good record, I guess. It uh, wasn't my thing, but, you know, like Wolves Within was the one before this last record. Now, really dug that album. Now, Dig Deep for After the Burial is pretty stellar. So. Then I look at somebody like Baby Metal, I'm like, this first one out of the gates, there was all this hype and boom, ba bam ba boom ba ba and it's like, yeah, you kind of fall in love with it, and it feels like you can be nothing but let down, because there's no way to go but down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I wasn't let down by this song, at least by this song. To me, it's this has seemed like the logical next step, you know? It, the first album was musically just extremely edgy uh you know a little tougher i think for um you know people who more mainstream ears but it was really interesting as the setup and all that this album sort of like takes that that extreme it really really neuters it a little bit and goes a little bit more along the disturbed kind of route where it's you know sort of anthemic and uh, uh a little easier and that's not just in the songwriting i think it might even be more so just in the way that it's been produced well yeah and that's what i'm saying like but i don't think that i mean i i think it's probably deliberate i mean because it seems like everything that baby oh. metal does and everything that is involved in that is deliberate you know absolutely uh so whether it's the costuming or or, or design you know videos etc like it's all pretty much on purpose so to me it's like this seems like an effort to 
break because they, they got the metal you know they they got the metal websites they got the metal blog you know you know what i'm saying they like they got that side cornered you know the and everybody's kind of on board there now if they can cross over into active rock radio in the united states holy shit they just opened up yeah, an even bigger door they can't do that thing in japanese though well you say that but it's kind of niche so if it's repetitive and and you can sing along with it even though you don't know what words you're singing I think yeah, it's but I think it'll music, still break. It's hard to get music programmers, you know, to take a chance on anything recorded in a year what begins with the number 2, let alone when they sing in Japanese. Yeah, but That's when you see but when you see how the world, you know, at least one part of the world so far uh and and what I mean like hard rock metal people are salivating over this band the way they are or they fucking hate them completely, you know, like the reaction is visceral either way. I think that's the kind of stuff that programmers actually like because it has some kind of reaction. You know, nowadays it's like, well, disturbed is okay. You know, it, until they put out the sound of silence, nobody was like, you know, nobody gave a shit. And then they're like, Fuck are we disturbed. doing another? You know, are we doing another Ghost Inside bet where like it's ten bucks says that uh, ten bucks to Ghost Inside says there's no way in hell <laughs> that uh, uh, Active Rock Radio play touches Baby Metal. I'm not going to make that bet. I'm I'm speculating at this point. So you know, yeah, Ghost w- Inside are already making ten bucks off me because I thought that Cruz is going to win the primary. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanna, well, I think Mitt Romney's going to win God the primary, but we are. Inside. We aren't even going to go there, but but uh, but no, I think that I think that this is an attempt to push it a little more mainstream. And who knows? Like I haven't even looked at the rest of the album t- or song titles on the album or whatever. But you never know. There might be a, the English is on the way, or who knows? It'll be like the German metal bands that do a that do a record in in one language and then do it in English. You know? So yeah, yeah, that yeah, would be smart. That would be really smart. And I think that because the Japanese fans just want to hear it in Japanese, so it's good. I mean, with the nestled in American words and, you know, all that sort of thing they did on the first album. But I think that, that they'll almost definitely, the only way they would make it on active rock radio is if they did a song that was done totally in English as well as totally in Japanese. But I am, I am completely surprised by how popular like k-pop is like i had no idea right you know uh, how how unbelievably popular that is especially here in the united states like i i just i I don't know like i I guess i didn't you know run in those circles very much you know a little bit of anime here and there but for the most i like i had no idea right and a friend of mine does uh, she does a a k-pop show and she's like oh my god this is this and this and that like went on and on and on about k-pop and i was just floored by it but wait a minute to be clear the, the baby metal or j-pop not no, K-pop, no i know i know but, but i'm kind okay. of using this as a reference just because most of the k-pop stuff is sung in um korean so it's it's not english either but that shit is blowing up over here as well but it's not doing it on radio yeah that's true neither and is see, neither is baby another, metal but you know exactly and that's another reason that made you know that radio is dead but uh hey, no offense you, but come on man yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> no it's wonder like, you're not huge. staying at my yeah. fucking house during south by asshole let's <laughs> <laughs> see how it is <laughs> you're gonna be sleeping on a fucking bench you son of a bitch see how damn radio is dead <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, I think that that it it is a move to the center, but I don't think it's a move to the center in order to get radio. I don't think it's even a move to the center to get industry, really. I think it's just a move to the center to get more fans. To grow audience, yeah. Yeah, any fan that, that, uh, uh, you know, would have heard the first album were intrigued by it, but they weren't about to put their money down because, goddammit, it's like almost like Napalm Death. Instead, they're like, no, with this new one, this is more like uh, uh, Trivium. So I'm, I can do that, you know. And the next album after this one's going to sound like old Van Halen. Yeah, well, you're right. But but you, if you put it in like satellite radio terms, because apparently that's not dead. Um, the, uh, the the first record would be like liquid metal, and the second album, like or so far from what I've heard from this, sounds more like octane. Like you know, like you can put it on with a little bit more of the of the regular, like you said, like Disturbed and Trivium, and some of those that have fit a little more traditional active rock style. And I think that's you know going to do nothing but grow this audience even bigger. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's gonna, how can how can baby metal be bigger? 
It's all about it's all about the internet. And speaking of the internet, everybody go and support the the crowdfunding campaign for Darkest Hour. They they got they're putting out their ninth album. I put my money down. You put your money down. Uh, let's let's make sure that that album Dude. funds. I think I think it's going to hit its goal. So that'd be groovy. Dude, I I went to the uh, the twentieth anniversary uh, tour show that they did here in Austin and. Uh, fuck those guys. They're still fucking awesome. God damn it, they're good. <laughs> they're so good, man. It was uh, it was great seeing Mike. Uh, I, I I hadn't seen him in person in a while, and of course we talked to him on the show quite a bit. And uh, you know it was good talking to him. Good meet uh, you know meeting the rest of the guys of the band that I haven't talked to in, in forever. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty stellar, man. It's great. So uh, yes, yeah, so if you uh, have a chance, get out there and go support their uh, support Indiegogo. their Indiegogo campaign. Uh, to fund their new record, they're almost there. I think they're actually almost at the goal. But you know, put yeah, them, put them yeah. over the top, bro. Because uh, I want yeah, a new give, Darkest Hour. Give them some gravy. Give them gravy. What, give them gravy. Be, what number nine? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. so. And then also uh, uh, Ken Nardi and Anna Crucis. If you're in Germany, uh, much of Europe, make sure you go check them out. They're on tour. I'm I'm a huge Anna Crucis fan from all back in the day. Uh, and Ken Nardi's uh, double album uh, that came out last year. Um, Freaking one of the greatest songwriters, one of the greatest voices in the history of metal. And um, so I was super stoked to hear that they're on tour, but not coming to Dublin. God damn it. Oh, well. Oh, well. But if you're also on the Internet, make sure that you uh, find us as well for this damn podcast. That's what we should be promoting, you son of a bitch. Oh, wait, that, that you're probably listening to it, so we don't need to promote that much. iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe to us. Leave us a couple of stars. Tell us we suck. Maybe tell your friends about it. That'd be good. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Also, you can find us on social media. I'm at Bearded Ape. I'm at Godless Speaks and Godless Speaks on Facebook. Instagram at Chuck and Godless and ChuckandGodless.com will get you to our Patreon if you want to support us. we got some extra stuff. I'm still slacking on those damn 70,000 ton interviews. i got to put those up, man. Uh, so yeah, that's, I'll try to get a couple of those up before South by. So please, because yeah. because uh, yeah. Hey man, I'm I'm busy. Like I said, I got I'm going to get my balls cut again this week. So, <laughs> <sighs> so almost made it through an episode without talking about my junk. But you know, I had to, I had to mention it a little bit. Uh, so <laughs> next week, um, yeah, I think we're still on schedule during South by. We're going to be keep rolling out yep. some uh, good episodes. We got one coming up with OTEP and uh, some other things on the way. Oh. So. The yeah, one. Oh. and that's another one that we got to chop a bunch yeah, and give know, it just to uh, uh, Patreon. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're gonna have to split that one because we talked to her for like almost two hours. <laughs> it was insane. It's you like know, she's so awesome. I, just, I, I love OTAP. I, I mean, do just, too. She's just she's fantastic. So uh, make sure, yeah, like I said, subscribe and all that stuff, and you can find us at MetalSucks.net every single Monday. Until next week, I am Chuck. I am Godless, and this is the Metal Sucks Podcast. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.